You're listening to Legion, the podcast about the devil and all his works. From obsessions to possessions, from hexes to hauntings, if it's demonic, I'm on it. I'm Susan Vigilante. Welcome to the podcast. I've said before that if a person thinks he or she is possessed, and that person goes to a priest and says, I'm possessed, I need an exorcism. It is not going to happen right away. There are many investigations that have to be conducted and concluded first. One of the most important is you have to find out, or the exorcist has to find out, if this person is sick in some way. He hears voices in his head, he says. Well, does he have brain damage? Does he have nerve damage? You have to find all that out. Um, The person's screaming all the time. Okay. Is that some kind of autism? got to find that out too. The person is, you know, vomiting all the time. Well, you got to get him to a hospital and find out what the heck is going on there. But you can't just say, this is what's happening to me. Therefore, I need an exorcism and have a minister say, okay, you're right. Let's do it. But that's exactly what happened in San Jose, California about a year ago. And the results were absolutely tragic. So I was watching a video online, and a beautiful young woman is facing the camera, and she's talking about her new website. Her new website is one of these women's affirmation things, you know, like Oprah Winfrey stuff. I am enough. I am, you know, I am here. I am important. And she emphasizes over and over again that, you know, we're here for you. We're here to support you as a woman. She's sitting in a car parked by the curb. But the first thing you notice about this woman is she is so lovely. It's almost hard not to look at her. She has gleaming black hair, these perfect full lips, flawless skin, big liquid brown eyes, in no makeup at all. This girl looks gorgeous and she's not wearing a shred of makeup. Yeah, we should all have it so good. And she had a beautiful smile, just warm and inviting, just perfect. She's clearly pretty comfortable in front of the camera. Um, she's Hispanic. Her English isn't perfect, but uh, it's, it's definitely understandable. It's actually better than that. It's better than a lot of native speakers' English. You know, there's a certain amount of nervous giggling here and there, uh, but that only makes her seem more appealing. You know, she's friendly. She's girlish. And there are a couple of technical glitches. Her radio, car radio pops on a couple of times and she has to shut it off. But finally, she says, today, I'm going to be talking about my daughter. Not about how she passed away, but about who she was. For the next half hour or so, she talks about her child. A little girl named Arely. That's A-R-E-L-Y. I could not find out a perfect way to pronounce that. I'm going to go with Arley. Uh, she died at the age of three. Uh, she shows a lot of pictures. The pictures all just tug at your heartstrings. When she's a newborn in the hospital, when she's a little baby eating in the high chair, when she's crawling, you know, when she's first walking, all that stuff, all that adorable stuff. There's a pic. There's a video of her helping her mom in the kitchen washing dishes, you know, very intently, the way little kids do when you give them a task. And she's always smiling. 
This little girl's always smiling or laughing. I just delightful, you know, curly, dark hair, bright brown eyes, you know, looks just like her mom. You just want to scoop this kid up and take her home. And the mother says, my baby was such a happy baby. Then says, I'm going to cry. She goes on to think that I'm never going to see her again. Her throat gets tight. Your heart breaks for her. She promises that she'll do a video on how her daughter died sometime in the future, but uh, she just can't do that right now. She just wants to show you her pictures and tell her how much she misses her. And, and it's clear that she does. It's clear that this mother loved that little girl. That little girl was clearly the center of her life. Mom was nuts about her, and she was right to be. She says, you know, I could sit here and be negative. I could be sad about the whole situation that she passed away. But it's like, there's no point because it is what it is. There's many reasons why God took her, but it is what it is. At least she's not suffering anymore. Well, Arlie did not die from disease. She didn't die in a car crash or any other horrible accident. She died as a result of injuries sustained when her mother, her uncle, and her grandfather performed an exorcism on her. So this is what happened as far as we know. The baby had been waking up screaming. She'd wake up in the middle of the night screaming her little lungs out. The mother believed that she had to be possessed by a demon, that that's the only thing that could have caused this. So she took the baby to her father, Arlie's grandfather, who was the pastor at a tiny Pentecostal church. Uh, it wasn't in a church building or anything. It was actually in somebody's remodeled garage, small congregation. And her father said, I think you're right. I think she's possessed. So one afternoon in September, she brought her baby to him to be exercised. He called her brother in to help. On September 24th, the San Jose police were called after receiving a report of the death of a three-year-old child. First responders found the child unresponsive on the floor. They began life-saving procedures and brought the baby to a hospital where she was pronounced dead. According to the Santa Clara Medical Examiner's Office, Arlie had multiple injuries to her face and mouth, significant swelling of the brain, blunt force injuries to her head and spine. The death was ruled homicide by asphyxiation. What had happened was Claudia had repeatedly stuck her fingers down her child's throat while her brother held the baby down, trying to get her to vomit. Maybe she thought... Uh, that's how she would get rid of the demon, by puking it up. Claudia also held the girl by her throat to make it easier to make it easier to get her fingers down her throat to get the girl to stop wriggling. She held her by the neck, and she squeezed the neck over and over while both the grandfather and the uncle held the child down. She had, however, deprived the little girl, she was accused anyway, of depriving the little girl of food and water prior to all this. So, you know, she, if she didn't throw up, it's because there was nothing inside her to throw up. 
Claudia Hernandez Santos, the baby's mother, was arrested on January 31st, 2022. Shortly after she released the video that I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, her father, Rene Trigueros Hernandez, and her brother, Rene Aaron Santos Hernandez, were arrested on May 11th, and all three were charged with child abuse leading to the death of the victim. It's funny because over and over again in her video, Claudia stresses how much she trusts God, how much she loves God. She says, he's always there for me. He's always been there for me. I know everything's going to be fine because I trust God and I love God and he'll never leave me. Um, according to my research, a trial was set for August, August 9th, 2022. But I'm telling you, I have scoured the every inch of the internet, and I can't find a mention, a mention of a verdict anywhere. So I called a friend who's a prosecutor, and he said, you know, there may not have been a trial. It may have been scheduled, but they may have just not gotten to it yet. California's system is pretty slow. So I can only tell you there was a trial scheduled for August 9th of last year. According to my research, no trial took place, and no verdict is in the records. Well, so there it is. There's at least part of the story of the exorcism of baby hourly. I don't know if it's even proper to call it an exorcism. Um, you know, the baby had none of the classic signs, you know, no superhuman strength, no displays of secret knowledge, none of those classic signs of possession. And in fact, if her mother had taken this child to a certified Catholic exorcist, the first thing he would have done would have been to make sure that all natural causes of the behavior had been ruled out. And my guess is he would have started with night terrors. That's when you wake up screaming in the middle of the night and you don't know why. Night terrors usually happen in children between the ages of 4 and 12. Arlie was a little over 3. But they have been reported in babies as young as 18 months. Whatever Whatever happened, it left a dead child behind. Was Satan present in this whole disaster? He wasn't in the child. He, th this little girl, this little girl, I do not believe could possibly have been possessed. She was having night terrors. Babies have them. Toddlers have them. Young children have them. I mean, I've had them. They're not that uncommon. Was Satan present in the mom or the grandfather? Well, the mother says everyone meant well, and they sincerely believed they were doing right by the baby. And like I said before, Claudia is clearly a woman of faith. Will they go to jail? Possibly. But also possibly not. One lawyer said that uh, they could actually make a good case for the defendant's actions based on the principle of freedom of religion. If this... Uh, homemade exorcism stuff was something they did all the time and was a tenet of their Pentecostal faith. Well, somebody can make a case out of that. I, I, just, I'm, I just can't stop thinking about this case. It is so completely awful. Beautiful mother, clearly loved her beautiful little girl. And the, the baby's dead. And the mom doesn't seem particularly repentant. I think she believes in what she did. She does say a couple of times, look, if you weren't there, you don't know what happened. I believe that. I wasn't there. I didn't see everything that happened, but I know what the result was. 
and I know what the autopsy said about what had been done to this baby. Well, we may find out more once the case goes to trial. But I suspect it will be very, very hard to listen to. And I, for one, I'm hoping I never have to hear about this again. My sources for this episode of Legion include the Office of the District Attorney for Santa Clara County, kidshealth.org, National Public Radio, the San Jose Police Department, ever-loving Wikipedia, and the L.A. Times. Thanks for listening to this episode of Legion, the podcast about the devil and all his works. I hope you'll join me again next time. I'm Susan Vigilante, and remember, the devil's first trick is to convince you he doesn't exist. Thank you.